Hello, I'm Jennifer Watts. I'm a friend who likes having friends. Welcome to the You Too, Me Too podcast. Here we talk about friendships, the hows and whys of connecting with others. Uh, we share wisdom from friends and maybe even think about taking on a friendship challenge. Today I'm going to share from the book The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. In this book, the Heath brothers talk about why certain experiences have extraordinary impacts. They talk about the four elements that you can use to build these moments to be exceptional. Um, those four elements are elevation, pride, insight, and connection. Um, they It's really interesting how they lay it out and um, give stories of actual events and circumstances that emphasize how to use those four elements in creating bigger experiences. Um, it's not what I want to talk about on this podcast, um, but it, it is it is a great read. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to share a bit with you about what they had to say about connection. In the book, they talk about this interesting experiment. Uh, this was a study done by a social um, psychologist, Art Aron, A-R-O-N, and four colleagues. And it was called the Experimental Generation of Interpersonal Closeness. Okay, uh, that's a big title. Uh, so in this study, they had college students taking a psychology class volunteer to be paired up with another student in the class who was a stranger to them. Each pair was then given 36 numbered questions on slips of paper in an envelope, and they had to be drawn out one at a time and in the order that they were numbered, and they had to be answered by both people. Uh, they had these pairs do these questions in three rounds, and each round was 15 minutes. And as they progressed, the questions became increasingly intimate. I'll give you a couple of examples of the questions from round one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Another question from round one. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Round two, then. Questions included things like, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Another question from round two. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? And then they did round three. And remember, the questions are getting that little bit more intimate as they go through the rounds. Questions from round three included, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share, fill in the blank. And if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? So now these pairs of strangers have done three rounds one, two, three, uh, with increasing levels of intimacy in the questions. And then they were given a, a survey um, to complete 
uh, to rate, that helped them rate the level of intimacy they felt with that uh, stranger now. Um, Basically, and while those pairs of strangers were doing the questions and then following it with a survey, they at the same time, uh, the scientists, had another group of students bring their girlfriend, their boyfriend, their best friend, or their mom to come and take, uh, answer these same questions with each other so that they could compare the levels of intimacy at the end, whether you started out as strangers or as one of the most intimate relationships in your life. What they found after all of this, after both groups had rated um, their level of intimacy that they felt with this person, whether it had initially been the stranger or the person they already knew very well, they found that the second group, where they already knew the people really well, 30% of them rated their intimacy at lower levels than the average of the first group. So asking these questions back and forth to each other, let the first group develop a, a level of intimacy that um, that the second group uh, already had or maybe didn't even have yet. That's That's pretty big. It's this result that really shows how by sharing, by being a little vulnerable and doing it back and forth with each other can really quickly deepen a relationship. Art Aaron's 36 questions that were asked over those three uh, 15-minute sessions um, has become quite famous. Um, I even found the app that has those questions uh, that you can download if you want to try them. Uh, with a partner. <laughs> it's just called 36 Questions. That's what the app is called. Um, these fellows and the, uh, like the Heath brothers and the scientists uh, do point out that the questions are really beside the point. That they found that it's not that these specific questions create intimacy. It's the turn-taking Another set of 36 questions uh, could work just as well, they say, as long as they matched the escalating cycle of vulnerability that Aaron created. Um, also, the critical realization that they found from this study is that this cycle will not begin naturally. You have to start it. That friendships can stay or relationships can stay in basically a neutral position, more likely to decline if there's no action taken. But if you start where someone is just a little vulnerable, uh, it can start this cycle of um, back and forth. Uh, and that deepens a relationship. Anyway, I hope I explained that all okay. I just thought it was so interesting. Uh, thanks for listening to all that. Okay, this is the portion of the podcast where uh, you hear from listeners, um, if we're lucky. <laughs> so... Uh, if you recall last week, I asked listeners to share a happy memory 
I had been sharing from the book, uh, The Art of Making Memories, How to Create and Remember Happy Moments by Meek Wicking, which was a book I had read uh, and I thought had some cool ideas. So listener Jenna responded and shared a happy memory. I'm going to read it to you. I was trying to think about a happy memory, and it is interesting because they really are not aligned with what I would consider the significant moments in my life. One that comes to mind is visiting my parents' house as an adult for a visit. I remember it being a cold day near Christmas and wearing a really cozy outfit, having a cup of tea on a big smooth leather chair, watching the ocean and chatting about life. We spent the afternoon playing board games and ordered Indian food for dinner. I felt cozy, safe, and worry-free. Relatively insignificant memory, but all of those feelings have really stuck for me. So I responded to Jenna. I I was um, I, I thought it fit with a bit of something else that they were talking about in the book, and that is in the Making Memories book. It said that they found that most happy memories that were sent in to them in response to their survey were not about grand or important events. Instead, just as Jenna described, they were relatively insignificant. The eight ways to create happy memories that I listed in the podcast last week, episode one, season two, are the factors that somehow make those memories stick. I'm going to share another uh, memory with you. This memory is one uh, that Meek Wicking, the author of the book, shared, and it resonated with me, uh, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but I'll read it to you. New and memorable experiences can also come in the form of food. I was 16 when I first tasted a mango. It was in 1994. I was an exchange student in Australia and mangoes had not yet been introduced to supermarkets in Denmark, where I grew up. I remember the sweetness, the texture. I remember thinking, where have you been all my life? <laughs> she goes on to say that, um, like I listed in the eight last week, um, tips to make the memories stick, um, firsts can often make uh, a sticky memory. And so she goes on to say that her first time with eating the mango is such a memorable experience for her that she thinks one way to create a night to remember for your dinner guests is to make sure you serve them something they haven't tasted before. It just might do the trick. I thought that was a cool idea. She suggests not doing something like fermented shark, but maybe, <laughs> maybe something a little bit more pleasant. <laughs> I have one more story to share. Um, I was catching up with a friend this week. Uh, her family and my family uh, were really good friends back when the two of us were growing up. And we were reflecting on memories. And because of this recent reading of this book, I was really aware that when I said um, some of the things I remembered, I mentioned um, all of us making apple cider with a big sort of homemade press outside and um, swinging on the tire swing at their house. And she mentioned my <laughs> my dad's famous plate-sized pancakes and how fast we got going on the snowy hills when we were sledding. 
And it was really lovely to think on those things. And I noticed again that, oh, those things weren't coming from uh, really significant events. They were the things of friendship um, that stuck so well. Anyway, thanks for listening and uh, on to the friendship challenge. Okay, it's time for the friendship challenge. This week, when you're having a conversation with a friend or a family member, try and push intentionally beyond the small talk. Share something real. Maybe something a little vulnerable, even that you didn't have a good day. And just see if the other person sort of reciprocates and says a similar thing. It's such pure you to me too, um, where you just share a little bit more of yourself. And um, those that want to deepen the relationship a bit will share something back. I'd love to hear how that goes. Um, obviously, only do what you're comfortable with. Um, but yeah, let's try it. Well, thanks for listening. That's it for episode two, season two of the You Too, Me Too podcast. Please let me know if you've tried uh, any of the friendship challenges or if you try this one this week. You can find me on Instagram at u2.metoo or on Facebook, uh, Jennifer Watts in Victoria, British Columbia. Also, if you like this podcast, would you subscribe? Uh, apparently, it makes a big deal. Um, yeah, hit the subscribe button and then it'll uh, come to you. Um, it's, it's not, it doesn't cost anything. Just uh, hit subscribe. Okay, thanks. And uh, thanks to Jenna and to my friend Gail and to my son Jake who did the music. And um, yeah, thanks for being a friend. We'll talk to you again next week. And this is coming from just this week. I think I told you... No, I didn't. <laughs>